You're listening to Investify, preaching financial independence and assisting investors to achieve a more flexible and free lifestyle through smart financial planning and real estate investing. If leaving the corporate world and jumping into this thriving industry is what you desire, tune in and listen to stories of like-minded individuals who made the leap to financial independence. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to this week's episode of Invest to Friday. This week, you've got yours truly, Craig Curlop, aka the Fi Guy, coming at you. And I'm super excited to talk about uh, what I'm about to talk about today and what it is. It's like this time of year, right? The, it's getting a little bit chillier out. The holidays are lurking. We're just a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving. And once Thanksgiving hits, that's when Christmas hits. You're going to start hearing the Christmas music and all that. And guess what people aren't really thinking about doing? They are not thinking about buying real estate. They're thinking about football. They're thinking about stuffing their faces with turkey and ham. They're thinking about lighting the menorah or whatever it is that you do over the holidays. But the last thing on their mind is real estate. And so that's why if you're listening to this podcast just before Thanksgiving, I'm going to let you know that you can hit, still hit your goals for this year while everybody else is relaxing on their laurels, right? So one of the best times and one of my favorite times to buy real estate is literally this period, right? Like end of November and December. I bought a property a couple of years ago in uh, December of 2020. I bought it for 600000 It was worth about 630, 640. And after we put some work into it, it was worth over 850 at the end, right? So we got about a twenty dollars to $30,000 discount just for willing to buy a property at the end of December instead of waiting until when everyone else was looking. And so this is going to be a, a pretty key podcast for you guys. Maybe some people don't think about this stuff, but one thing that I'm a big proponent of is zigging when everyone else is zagging, right? Doing the opposite of what is trendy, what everyone else is doing. That's how you get a lot of deals. And maybe you just experience a little bit of slight discomfort or your holiday season is slightly more stressful than you want it to be this year but you're going to get a lifetime worth of results from it. And so why is it my favorite time to buy right now? You just heard it. No one is buying and it is there is very little competition, which means that you can come in with offers that are so in your favor, like unheard of in your favor in, in the last six or seven years for sure. We're going to get in later on in this episode, I'm going to get into the five things that I like to ask for when I'm trying to be really competitive and there's no, no competition in on the offers I'm doing. Number two, and another thing people don't really think about is there's this little thing in real estate called the spring bump. I don't know if I coined that or if I heard it somewhere else. Honestly, I don't know, but I know that I talk about it every year. And it is basically sometime in February or March, maybe April of every year, the market jumps about 5%. And it's because everybody is, the weather's getting warmer, school is getting out, people are wanting to move, and the market jumps 5%. Now in our market, in the Denver area, the average house is about five or 600,000. That 5% is going to be 25 to 30 grand. So if you're able to buy now instead of three or four months from now, you're literally going to save an extra 25 to 30 grand than you would if you were to actually wait like everybody else. Not to mention you're not going to have as good terms and you're not going to be able to ask for you know as many things when you're putting in your offer. And so those are like the two big reasons why I always encourage people to, no matter where you are, the holiday season is not a time to buy for most people. Get on the phone with your realtor and start looking at some houses as soon as you can. And get. And a lot of people need to sell these houses by the end of the year. They don't want it to carry into next year into their own taxes. And so get in, 
when no one else is buying, get in before the spring bump. And the third thing I want to say too, is that you can actually save a tremendous amount on your own taxes if you buy a property before the end of the year. So what you can do is you can buy a property, and this doesn't matter if it's a single family or a commercial building, but you buy a property and you do what's called a cost segregation right after you buy it. So it doesn't matter whether you do it, you could even do it after the new year. As long as you close on the property in 2023, you can still do the cost segregation in the following year. It's just a matter when you close on it. By doing the cost segregation, you're accelerating your depreciation on the property to reduce the amount of taxes you're going to pay this year. So if this was a year you made a lot of money or you don't want to pay as much taxes, which most people don't, you buy at the end of this year, do a cost segregation. If you need somebody on the cost segregation, please just let me know. You can shoot me a DM at the Fi Guy. I've got a great person that does cost segregation and she's more than welcome to help you guys out. And so I want to, before I talk into the only upsides of buying right now, there's obviously a decent amount of downsides as well. That's why most people don't buy. And usually it just has to do with inconveniences and comfort, right? And so if you can be a little uncomfortable, you'll tend to be a little bit more profitable. That's usually how things work. And obviously, if you're buying now, you're going to have to move and furnish in the winter. So be careful of the ice if you're in an icy climate. Be careful. You're going to have to work around the holidays. It's going to be extra stressful because I'm sure you've got some family obligations as well. So you're going to have a very busy November and December, but I promise you that it will be worth it. Number two is that you might find it a little bit harder to fill your units, especially if you're doing some sort of rehab on your property, it would be a great time to buy because you can do the rehab in the winter and get it rented for the spring, which is the best time to get rooms filled. It's the best time to get units filled. Airbnb will start picking up depending on your market. But if you're buying something that's totally turnkey, you might have a couple of slow months at first, but that's okay. You can drop the rents, put people on a three or six month lease. That way the rents are, will pick back up come spring and summertime. But still, like I said before, you get that 5% bump that you're going to have to deal with if you wait. And so that's a 20 to $30,000, you know, upside you're getting by buying now. And you might lose a couple thousand dollars because you can't get the rooms filled as fast as you would otherwise. Again, you could probably see what the difference is there, right? And so. Those are the main downsides, right? So we've got the upsides as being a lot less competition. You're getting in before the spring bump and you're going to get some tax breaks before the end of the year. The downsides, the rooms will be harder to fill. And then obviously the inconvenience of moving during the, the winter and the holidays. Now, let's say you go out there, I've convinced you, and you start looking at properties, right? And you're going to find that a lot of properties, especially these days in the high interest rate environments, do not have a lot of competition on them. What are we going to do? I'm going to give you five things right now that you can do and put in your offer that you'll still get the offer accepted, but will help you tremendously. Number one are gonna, is going to be come in at or below asking. This is a tremendous time to get something below asking price. That's something that like you've never, we've never even heard of before, like before this year, honestly. And so again, when there's, when you're the only buyer, right? Sellers start to get really anxious. They really want to sell their house and they don't want to wait another three or four months because it's costing them money to hold a house vacant or whatever it is, right? Number two uh, will be ask for concessions. So in the rate of this high interest environment, you can do what's called a 2-1 buy down or a 3-2-1 buy down where the seller is going to credit you a, a pretty good amount, usually 10 or 20 grand at closing. That is going to pay for a 2-1 or a 3-2-1 buy down. If you don't know what these are, a 2-1 buy down is that uh, for the first 12 months of your loan, your, your rate, instead of being at, say, 7%, 
will be 7 minus 2, which is 5% for the first 12 months. Then it will tick up to 6% for the next 12 months in the second year. That's the one buy down. And then in year three, you'll start paying that 7% interest rate. The idea here is that in the next 24 months, rates will go down. When they do go down, prices will likely shoot up because a lot of buyers are going to flood the market. You'll be able to refinance into a lower rate and likely also take off your PMI if you're house hacking because you're going to have some equity once the prices jump. And so now you're going to have an even lower monthly payment than you would have otherwise. And so asking for these concessions is huge. I highly recommend coming in at asking and getting the, if you're going to come in at $20,000 below asking, instead ask for $20,000 in concessions and get that buy down as well as uh, maybe have the seller pay for a little bit of your closing costs. Number three, you'll need to do a, a contingency where you'll only ask for items that are over $1,000 so your seller or buyer is protected against any, any big items happening. Here, you do not need to do that. You can ask for the world. The sellers are just going to want to sell their property more often than not. Number four, absolutely do not waive your appraisal. If for some reason the appraisals come in low, then your buyer will be protected or you will be protected. Make sure you tell your agent that. And five th the fifth thing that I'll always like to ask for are seller paid home warranties. This seems to happen to, I swear, 50% of our clients, and it's happened to about 50 to 60% of the houses that I've purchased, is that in the first year, once it starts getting cold, the furnace goes. If we just had a home warranty on it, the home warranty company would pay for the replacement or at least a portion of that replacement. So I highly recommend getting home warranties on the home. And those are like the five easy things that we find that we can get time and time again from the seller um, when there's little to no competition. And this time of year, there will be little to no competition. So just to recap, right, we've got the five things to ask for. It's going to be come in at or below asking. If you come in at asking, make sure to ask for at least ten dollars to $20,000 of concessions depending on your market. In Denver, we ask for ten to 20000 Full inspection contingency. So make sure you're getting all the inspections and you're not waiving any part of that. Do not waive any appraisal. So make sure your buyer is protected or you're protected against any low appraisers. And five, ask for that seller paid home warranty. One thing I want to add here, and this is like a really easy give that you can do, is that oftentimes sellers may not want to move out of their house until after the holidays. So if they are living there, they may not want to move out until after January. And so what you could say is you can do what's called a rent back and say, hey, yeah, you can have this property and you can rent in it for $100 a day. And so that's $3,000 a month or, or what, you, you pick the price, right? And so then they're able to credit you even more back at closing. You're actually able to have some occupancy and some rent being paid to this home right when you're closing and you can make a little bit even more on the deal. In, in typical situations with multiple buyers and all that, oftentimes that rent back is free. These days we're actually being able to get paid for that rent back, which, you have, which we have not seen before. That is pretty much what we got today. I do wanna do one little recap for you, right? And again, right now is the best time to buy all year. One, it's because no one else is buying. Two, you're getting in before that spring bump, which is when everybody else comes into the market and wants to buy. And number three, you're doing what everyone else isn't doing, right? You're zigging when everyone else is zagging. I think when you're investing, you always look at that way. Obviously, don't do anything stupid, 
don't do stupid things, but you can still do smart things when everyone else isn't thinking about it. The downsides of this, right, is it might be harder to fill your rooms. Moving and furnishing in the winter is definitely more of a pain and you're going to have a little bit more stress during the holidays. If you are doing a rehab, though, you know that it's probably going to take you a couple of months and you're going to get start getting those rooms rented or start getting that Airbnb filled right when it's right when things start to heat up. And then just as a reminder, the five things to ask for are come in at or below asking, ask for concessions for two one buy downs. Do not waive your inspection, do a full inspection contingency. Do not waver on your appraisals and get some home warranties for your buyers or for yourself. So that way, if anything does break, you're able to get that covered. Then the, like the 5.5, again, this is like a half thing, is that if the seller does need to stay over the course of the winter, make sure that you're getting some sort of rent payment for them for that period that they're there. And so that is it, guys, for this week's episode of Invest to Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are liking these episodes, please let us know by leaving us a rating or review on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you can, leave us ratings and review. Drop us, drop me and Allie a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Fi Guy. Allie is Allie the Agent. And let us know what we're, we're doing with these, if we could improve, or hey, even if you disagree with us, we'd always love to have that discussion. And again, if you are looking to buy a property before the end of the year, don't hesitate to reach out to us, thefiteam.com. We are a group of investor-friendly agents. We do especially help people in Denver, Denver, Colorado, San Diego, California, Idaho, and Washington. But if you are not in those markets and you still would like our help, go to our site, fill out a form. We'll find you an investor-friendly realtor in your market if you haven't already found one yourself. And again, if you want to do that cost seg stuff that I was telling you about, drop me a DM and I'll make sure to get you an intro. So thanks again so much, guys, for listening. Until next time, we'll see y'all soon. That's it for this episode of Investify. We hope that these nuggets of real estate wisdom lead to more savvy financial planning and a clearer path towards financial freedom. For more content like this, subscribe to the show at investify.com. Don't forget to leave a rating and share it with your friends. Together, we can transform more real estate newbies into successful and clever investors. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next one.